This is Jewish Board Talk with Sharice Zephard, only on 101.9 High FM. Dyslexia is broadly defined as having difficulty with learning to read and write accurately. It is no indication of a person's intelligence. It often runs in families, is neurobiological and exists on a spectrum. To tell me more about how we identify and help those who have it, I'm joined by Carly Naidu from the Bella Vista Share, the Educational Resource Center of Bella Vista School. Carly, welcome and thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, Sharice. Um, October is Learning Disability Month, and dyslexia is one of those that we kind of know about. Do you think we know enough about dyslexia? I don't think so. I think there is such an abundance of research around dyslexia, but as a country and I think as a continent, we know very little about it. And I think I say that because schools are not doing enough to integrate children with It's essentially a reading difficulty. It's a difficulty with print matter. It's not about your reasoning capacity. It's not about your intelligence. It's a specific difficulty with reading and spelling and writing. And I think if schools could just understand that and train, firstly, I think trained our teachers better in teaching children how to read And then secondly, for that percentage of children, which we estimate to be between about 10 to 15 percent who are at risk of dyslexia or with dyslexia, that if our teachers were better trained, all our children would be achieving better reading scores, better achievement across all school subjects, because reading is the fundamental skill for school learning. And then I think of that 10 to 15% of children with dyslexia, there's only about 4% that have got severe reading difficulties. You know, so I think we've got a long way to go. And I think if we took it out of the the domain of medical practitioners, because it's an educational issue, it is not a medical issue. And reading is not something that's innate. You know, it's something that is taught. So unlike speech, the human race is has got the brain architecture for speech. Reading is taught. It's built on that existing architecture of speech. So it's not, as much as we say it runs in families, it is not something, because it is a cultural invention, you can teach it. You can overcome it. It's just that the wiring of the brain, which we say it's neurodiverse, it's not your typical brain architecture. So the the reading for those who are dyslexic and the child who's on the severe end of the spectrum, they need more that specialist intervention. Um, You talk about the neurobiological wiring of the brain. Do dyslexia people see the world or understand the world or have more creative skills? Do they just operate on a different platform? Many children with dyslexia and even adults with dyslexia um, because I think they're big picture thinkers. They're the right brain thinkers. But having said that, they do see the big picture, so they do well in in professions like architecture, IT is another big skill. But we mustn't be misled by the fact that we have some great minds that were dyslexic. So, for example, I think it's thought that like Whoopi Goldberg, 
Einstein, although there's question mark whether Einstein was dyslexic or not, Pablo Picasso, some of the writers, even Richard Branson. But within the population of dyslexic children, there's the children who are in that average range. They're not as gifted, but they might do well in other subjects. Like they might do well in geometry. Some might struggle with maths. They, they might do well on an oral level where there's not so much reading and writing required. So often they take to technology and that's the other thing because I'm not the generation of that grew up with technology. But I think so many children's difficulties can be overcome by the use of technology. And if schools would embrace that more. So yes, they are good thinkers and there's some exceptional thinkers who are dyslexic, but it's the normal bell curve. You get the child who's in the average range. And then we also say there's those children whose abilities or is below average and they can also be dyslexic. In the old days, if you're my age, we thought you were only dyslexic if you were gifted intellectually and that death doesn't apply anymore. You know, it's a normal average range of people. I'm pleased to hear that because it is kind of, you do almost not romanticize, but just kind of, um, you know, wonder about the, the other skills that people do have. You talk about a very small percentage being greatly dyslexic. Um, so the majority of dyslexic people can overcome it. Do you have to overcome it or work with it or help it within a certain amount of time? Or are there adults that can still be helped? Adults can still be helped. And I think many adults have learned their own coping skills. So we do say because it runs in family, there's a genetic component. And we say it is a developmental difficulty. So it stays with you for the rest of your life. But the earlier you intervene, the greater your gains. I think as adults, you build so much more emotional blocks And so much of your self-esteem has taken a knock, you know. So there's even in an adolescent child, children from like grade five to grade seven, you see how much more you have to think about their emotions, not just overcoming the reading difficulty. Because there's so many other layers of issues that have now developed around the reading difficulty. So with the adults, often, yes. They bypass their difficulty. They might read slower. They might need to reread. But most dyslexic learn to read. The issue that still remains often is the speed of reading and spelling remains a difficulty. Those two often stay. But just to reinforce, the earlier you identify, if you can identify in like grade R and put support in place, grade R, grade one, your gains are greater. And the social and economic and emotional loss um, is reduced. How would you identify a dyslexic child as different from a child that's just taking a bit longer to learn? It's very hard to isolate those two. Because often we say it's inaccurate or just slower abilities to learn to read. I think if if it's a child that just takes longer, you will see that with appropriate teaching and maybe support, they overcome that difficulty. So oftentimes we we know that the child is dyslexic is in spite of having good enough teaching and good enough intervention, their reading difficulties persist. So that's when I would say you can isolate it. 
But it's often very hard to make that distinction because the cutoff between a reading difficulty and dyslexia, there's no clear cutoff point there. So it's hard. I think of myself as having had a reading difficulty because I only learned to read in grade five. But then it just came, it just kicked in. But I think it was because I had poor schooling. So you can make that distinction that I'm not dyslexic, although I lost out on that early reading of children's literature, the richness of that early reading. And I think, you know, that's when you, for children that are coming out of the the majority of our schools, they're not getting exposed to that early richness of literature and reading. So if you're dyslexic, you've got a double whammer. You're not getting access to good enough schooling and you have this difficulty with learning to read. So that's the case with the majority of our learners. So it's hard to distinguish between children who are not learning to read and those who are dyslexic, you know. But if it's good enough schooling and you're still struggling and good enough family support, then I would think there's risk. And more important is the intervention rather than the the Uh, diagnosis. I was going to say, does it really matter? Because surely the intervention would be the same for both or not? Exactly, exactly. And even if we're saying children on the lower end of the intellectual spectrum, the same intervention works for those children as the gifted child or the average child with reading difficulties or dyslexia or risk for dyslexia. So, yes, the intervention and that good enough teaching is key. And this can be overcome. As you said, it's taught. It's a relatively new skill. I think it says like reading has only been around for quite a short amount of time. Hmm. Only 5,000 years since we've got it. 5,000 That's not long. That's not long. So it's a taught skill, and I know you have different kinds of ways of teaching. We're not going to go into it, but the phonology and sounds, and uh, you know, you're the experts, and you know. If anybody'd like to get hold of Bellabus to share or learn more about dyslexia, can they contact you? They certainly can, and our our website is bellavista.org.za, and they can drop an email even to share, and we'll try and respond to their questions. And yeah, we offer a a sound training program that's based on the vast science of reading. And I think that's what we need to take on as a nation and as a continent, maybe even as the world. I agree. I absolutely agree, Kali. Thank you so much for joining me. That was Kali Naidu from Bella Vista Share, the Educational Resource Center at Bella Vista School.